What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, and welcome to The Rage. My name is Jennifer Termini. And I'm Calista Termini. And today, Calista's going to give herself an injection. Of hormones. On, on camera. Not vitamins. And a vitamin injection might be nice. I could use a B12 injection. Okay. But before we get to that exciting part of the <laughs> episode, I want to give a special shout out and thank you to our newest patron, Jen Roop. She is a friend from high school that we actually didn't connect until we were adults up in San Francisco. So it's really nice that uh, she's supporting us. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And you will be getting your behind the scenes photos and uh, updates soon. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Oh, and uh, there's a a link that is now in our description that was not there before that will take you directly to Patreon if you decide that you would like to be a supporter as well. So on to the show. <laughs> on to the show. So uh, with that being said, I uh, prepared a little tray here, which um, I think I'm going to have you hold. Can I add something before we launch into all this revelry? Sure. I just want to say that the point of the episode today was to kind of go through the, a day in a life of what it takes to be trans and to to complete your journey or to continue your journey. You have to do these things every day or almost every day and you'll let us know what the schedule is but sure. there is like something that oh yeah there's women... a there's a lot that i have to go through to yeah. um you know to not just transition but maintain right well to stay healthy yeah at this point um at this point like and one of the reasons why we thought it would be interesting to do an injection is i think that there's a lot of mystery around it um or or uh well, there's fear on my part because I don't like needles and I don't like injections. So the idea of having to give myself or someone else an injection yeah. every day or every month or whatever the regimen is and mm-hmm. you can illuminate yeah. what that is, is a little scary to me. Sure. And it's something that um, with like clients, they often want to know more information about. So it just came to mind that like, oh, I need to do my injection today. Why don't I do it on camera? Show everybody what it's like. Okay. I've got one more thing before you do it. Okay. We're building suspense here. But um, when someone draws, learns to draw blood, they are a phlebotomist. Yes. Is Mm -hmm. there a word or technical term for someone who's injecting? Nope. Is there, is that's not a specialty in the medical profession giving injections? Well, you need to be a nurse or a health practitioner of some sort who has been checked out on doing injections, but doing injections on yourself. I didn't need to go through a course or anything like that. No, but aren't there things you have to be careful of? Like, I know it's not good to have air bubbles in a in a needle well you don't want to inject a, a, a syringe full of air into you for right. sure so that's but, important but it's a little bit of an urban myth that if there's a little air bubble in there that that's going to cause any kind of harm whatsoever it won't in fact there is air in our body all the time 
But is it, why do they squirt the needle then to let a little bit of the well, liquid out? You, is that to re- get air bubbles out? Uh, it is number one to get the air out, but also it is to get the correct measurement of the dosage. So you draw more than you need. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and I'll go through and I'll show you how it's done, although it might be hard for you to see. I will describe on camera. Yes, please how describe for our. But listeners, so let's just hold off till I do that. And okay. then I'll explain the process and, and the reason why. Okay. Okay. Because I know some people squirt or they shoot into like oranges because that's like has the consistency of skin. Sure. You don't sure. have to do any of that. No, because I'm not, pre- I'm not injecting on anybody but myself. Okay. If I was a nurse or health practitioner who needed to do this to other people, I would definitely want to practice it. And I would say that when I first started doing injections, it was definitely hard, harder to do it at first. Whereas now I've been, I've done it so many times it doesn't even register anymore. Yeah. Um, so there definitely is that initial getting over the, um, the, the anxiety of, what happens if I do something wrong? And, yeah, and I've done it hundreds of times now. Do you, before you did it, were you concerned that it would be painful? Well, I don't like needles any more than the next person does. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime you are about to cause pain to yourself, even if it's just a needle prick, um, there's always that moment of trepidation that I, I experience that. And so I just try to put it out of my mind and I just do it because as soon as I do it, it's over. So it's no different than like having going someplace and having the injection, except you are doing it yourself. So you have to summon your own willpower to know that you're going to cause a very brief moment of, um, of pain. And sometimes, you know, depending on a variety of things, sometimes I don't even feel any pain. Sometimes it stings like hell. Um, it just, I guess wherever it happens to line up on the... If there was a nerve ending there or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Now, is it important to inject the full syringe? And is it not a good idea to start, stop, start, stop? Like you should have one motion is sure. the best way to do that? You know, I, I guess you can do it. I, there's, I'm not injecting like a lot. Like you're not going to see me draw a ton. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, it's very little that I need. Um, so I just inject the whole thing. And how often do you need to do this injection of hormones? And this is estrogen or is it yeah. a combination of no. other so, things? So this is, I have a little vial here. Um, and this vial is estradiol valorate is mm-hmm. what it's called. Is that a bioidentical yes. estrogen? Yes, this is bioidentical. Um, and it is basically estrogen in an oil suspension. Um, probably like castor oil or something like that. People can see it past your nails. Yeah. Okay. So it's just this little tiny, (laughs) tiny vial. Um, And a vial for people who are listening to the podcast is probably just a couple, not even two inches tall. And how long does this last you? So this vial has um, 200 milligrams per every five milliliters. This Mm -hmm. is a five milliliter bottle. Okay. So 200 milligrams. I um, inject five milligrams every five days. So once every five days. So So what's that? Like 40... Yeah, injections. something like that. Like a month, a little over a month. No, actually. Wait, how often do you do it? Once a month? No, I do it once every five days. Oh, so this little okay. bottle will last me like a good um, over three months. Okay. So, uh, which is important because the other thing about estradiol valorate, and this is what's called, um, you know, I am 
estradiol for intramuscular because I'm injecting it into my muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, your gluteus maximus muscle? Yes. Um, you known as your derriere? Yes. And the reason why is that's the largest muscle of the body. And you want to uh, inject there and penetrate you know, into as much of the center so that it releases slowly over time. If I just injected it, if I just did like an injection in my arm, for example, Mm -hmm. it would all be absorbed much more quickly. Mm, Okay. So um, some people inject in their thigh too, which is, which is fine. That's a big muscle and it's a bit easier for people to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, just decided, well, apparently the best place to do it is, you know, on your buttocks. So that's what I do. You always try to do what is the best. I do. I do. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, I'm glad that this uh, little vial will last me about three or four months because there have been shortages in the past. Mm. And so thinking about it right now, like um, in the beginning when I started taking estradiol, it was for feminizing purposes mm-hmm. now i've mostly you know any sort of changes that my body physically is going to uh have due to estrogen um have already happened but because i've had bottom surgery and am unable to make testosterone mm-hmm. anymore naturally okay and because i don't have ovaries um i am unable to produce um you know uh uh hormones in any sufficient capacity mm-hmm. other than my t- pituitary gland. Okay. So our pituitary gland uh, does produce um, estrogen and testosterone. So you have testosterone levels, I'm going to say, you know, the number that they use is it's PG per ml, which I think stands for picograms per milliliter or something like that, maybe. But, um, you know, yours is about probably around 25 uh, PG per ml of testosterone. Okay. And your um, estradiol, your total estradiol, because there's different types of estradiol. This again, estradiol valorate well, is... I would just have estrogen, not estradiol for, for well, me, right? This is this woman? This is, so they call this estradiol, um, but it is um, E2. So it's, it's, it's the form of estrogen. This is estradiol is E2. You have estradiol in your body. It is E2. Okay. You also have another estrogen called E1, which is estrone sulfate, okay. um, which your body produces naturally. And then there's a third type of estrogen called E3. But um, I don't really know what the name of that one is called. It's so weak um, that nobody even ever talks about it. So, <laughs> How would you like to be known yeah. as the weak estrogen? Yeah. Okay. So E1 and E2 <laughs> make up the most, most of the estrogen mm-hmm. in a female's body. So when I inject, I'm injecting E2, mm-hmm. but some of this will get converted to E1 okay. just be- through the, you know, processes of oh, the body so complicated interesting yeah well i don't have to pay attention to all of that i just know all of this stuff because of course it's interesting to yeah. me and i want to know everything so do you store that in the refrigerator no or? in fact you wouldn't want to store this in the refrigerator because uh because it's um suspended in an oil if you did that, it would separate out of the oil and could crystallize. Oh, that's and, important yep. to not do that. Yeah. So you want to store it at room temperature. You don't want it to get too cold or too hot. So not in the sun, just in <laughs> no. a shady spot yes. away from yes. uh, children and animals yes. who might get into it. So in fact, I keep this inside, you know, the little orange uh, 
prescription bottles um, that you yeah get for prescriptions, obviously. Um, <laughs> I put, have a little, I keep it in there. I put a little cotton ball in the bottom of it, and then I just drop this uh, mm -hmm. vial into there and close it up just to keep it in a sealed, um, somewhat, it's not hermetically sealed, but a sealed air container and things like that. And yeah, um, okay another area of protection because this is this is like gold to me yeah um because do yeah. other gr trans girls steal estrogen from each other no i haven't had that happen <laughs> i'm sure it has happened um but i've never experienced that i have heard of uh trans men stealing testosterone really well testosterone is harder to get because mm. and it's and like so for example this is 200 milligrams of estradiol um, if this was 200 milligrams of estrogen, I'm sorry, 200 milligrams of testosterone, testosterone. Um, this would be worth a ton of money. Well, don't people also use testosterone to bump up their well, libido? That's well, not their libido, but they use it as a steroid. Oh, so for... Um, muscle building yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what testosterone does. So okay. um, in, they control uh, testosterone. And so it can be very difficult for trans men to get a supply. They constantly mm -hmm. have to get resupplied because they won't give them a lot oh, because wow. it can be sold. And because it is harder to get for people sometimes, um, you know, I've, I've heard of stories of people stealing it. Mm. So, but, okay. but estradiol, like if, a, you know, um, you know, uh, I would say like, you know, if somebody was like, oh, I'm out, I need I need something, I'd be like, help yourself. It's not that big of a deal. Really? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, All right. I've, se I've, I've seen it. I, I will just say I've seen where... Your phone's going to start ringing now. <laughs> right. Your friend's going to be like, I'm yeah. a little low, Calista. You yeah. said on camera <laughs> that you would give some to me. So careful what you say. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but usually it's with pills. <laughs> usually most of the time, a lot of girls are, uh. are on pills and, oh, I forgot to take my pill today, girl. Can I have one? Sure kind of thing. I, I think that the thing that I, I'm pointing out here is that as trans women, we often stockpile, even though we're not supposed to, mm -hmm. because we have run into shortages uh, in the past. Okay. Um, but can so, it go bad? Is there a shelf life sure, on this? Sure. I don't know what, what it is. But you wouldn't want to stockpile and have something that was five years old no, and be injecting that no, into you. No, I would not want to inject something that's five years old. Okay. Um, it would probably not be good at that point. It would lose its potency. Okay. So... All of that being said, here is a little vial. I'm going to hand this tray to you. Okay. She had asked me if I would inject her, and I said, oh, no way. <laughs> I thought it would be easier it. than me trying to do it. But uh, Remember when you asked me to cut your hair? Um, no. You asked me to cut your hair with a, um, a, a man's like razor, and you, you adjusted the setting, and oh. you said there's no way I could screw it up when you were presenting mail. Oh. And I said, I think there's a way that I will screw it up. And <laughs> okay. you said, no, please cut my hair. And I screwed it up and like it was wacky. So I'm just yeah. fearful that I would do something. Fair enough, fair enough. You okay. don't want me injecting you. Okay, so I'm gonna go very quickly here through what we have. So like I said, this is a five milli uh, milliliter injectable uh, vial. Um, then I have, this is the syringe I will use. This is a one milliliter syringe. And then I have two um, 
two hypodermic needles, if I could pick it up with my fingernails. Um, one is this pink, this one with a little bit of pink on it, and this is an 18 gauge needle. It's a thick needle. Um, I would not use this for injecting. I use this to draw because the liquid can be a little thick, and so we use one needle to uh, draw, and then I have a much smaller needle, which is a 25 gauge, and this is the one I use to inject. Now, also, this needle is one and a half inches long. So it's Does not... the whole needle have to go in? Yep. <gasps> the whole needle has to go See, in. I don't want to do that to you, myself, <laughs> or anyone. Um, I have a little cotton ball just in case there's any blood afterwards. And then I have a couple alcohol white pads. And you use the white pads before you inject, right? Just to clean the, yeah, the area? Yeah, steril to sterilize the area. You don't want to push any bacteria into your bloodstream. No. no, in fact, so the syringe and the um, hypodermic needles are um, hermetically sealed. So they're sanitary. What does that mean point. hermetically? There's there's no, I mean, I don't know the exact term, but it basically means that they're sterile. Okay. So there's they're completely sealed. So they I'm, probably suck the air out of it when they... When well, they there. don't suck the air out of it, but there's nothing in there that could be um, a problem. Okay. So anyway, so I'm going to take my syringe out, and then I'm going to take my 25-gauge needle here, and I will open the package that it is in two um, so let's peel that open and then the type of syringe that I'm using is what's called a lure lock and it has tapering on it so that when I put the um, the the hypodermic needle I give it a little twist and sometimes the way that this works is they um, have types where it just pops on but if uh, because the um, the oil can be a little thick. I've had where if I push too hard too fast, the pressure will pop the needle off of the syringe oh, and, and there goes your estrogen shot down your leg. No. So by having this little taper here uh, called the Lurlock, um, it can't come off. So there's that. I'm going to take the uh, protective cover off the needle itself. So uh, I'm normally like sweating profusely <laughs> by the time a needle comes out. I'm getting better. Our daughter's so good at receiving shots. Uh -huh. When she was little, she'd get her immunizations and I would be crying. And then she'd say, Mom, it's your turn. No, thanks. <laughs> she would comfort me and I would do it. But oh my goodness, I'm you're brave. Thank you. So anyway, so as you can see here, and um, you won't be able to see this on screen, but I'm pointing out to Jennifer, there's numbers uh, 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. Those are milliliters? Yes, this is, um, you know, tenths of a milliliter. So okay. a whole milliliter, if I was to pull the plunger all the way down, that would be one milliliter. That would be one fifth of this bottle. Okay, and you only need... Five milliliters? Uh, no, I need 0 0.1. 0 0.1. 0 0.1. And so 0 0.1 is five milligrams. Oh, milligrams. So okay. before I inject, I set the needle to the amount that I'm going to inject because we want to, we're going to draw one, 0.1 milligrams out of this vial. So we want to put that um, pressure back into it. So I'm going to take my needle and I'm going to uh, just plunge and, it. And your amount is based on your height and weight, right? It's it's basically been what's been determined prescribed by- The um, doctor? Yeah, exactly. So um, the needle goes 
ooh, it's kind of hard to get in, it in there. Huh? Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, sealed. It's supposed to be that way. Um, so now I'll turn the vial upside down. So um, as you can hopefully see, I'll do it left-handed. But describe right it hand. because not everyone's that's, watching. That's what I'm going to do. So there's uh, one, uh, 0.1 uh, milligrams of air in the needle right now so uh, or in a syringe. So I'm going to push that out so that air goes into the, um, the vial. And now I'm going to draw out the estrogen that I need. And I'm going to draw more than I need so that it fills the, the base of the plunger. Mm -hmm. And then as you can see, Jennifer, I'm pushing all of that air out. So now all of that air is out. There's no air in the syringe. There may be a couple little bubbles, but that's okay. That's nothing to worry about. So now I'm going to make sure that I have the bottom of my plunger lined up with 0.1 of the ah, so of the, the, the tip of your plunger, or wait, this the bottom of your plunger or the top of your plunger? The, the bottom of the plunger, the black thing. So yeah, the, that here, yes. down here. Okay. Yep. So if you can see that bottom there mm. is at zero point one. Okay. Okay. So now I can invert my um, my vial and uh, pull this out. Okay. All right. So now that I have that, should I open up this uh, alcohol swab? Sure. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the cap back on uh, here. And, and what I'm actually doing now is I'm drawing down the, um, the, the uh, liquid, the estrogen, into the um, chamber. chamber yeah, of the hypodermic uh, syringe because I'm going to change out the, uh, the needle. So I, wanna, I don't want there to be any oil spillage or anything like that. So I'll just put that like that for now. Okay. All right. So actually, you know what? Since I am going to have to do this kind of gently or, or delicately. Yeah, change the needle and then I can pull the camera back so that yeah. we can see your injection yeah. since that's what you wanted us to see. <laughs> okay, so let me do that. So um, I've drawn all the estrogen. Pretend like we're not here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I've drawn the estrogen all into the... Uh, the syringe. Mm -hmm. I'm removing that large hypodermic needle. Mm -hmm. And now I'm putting on the 25 gauge, which is a much thinner needle. So I'll just leave that um, as it is with the plastic sheath over it until I'm ready to inject. Okay. So now here's where... Do you want me to pull the camera back now so we yeah. can see what's going on? And then yes. I'll, I'll help you with the swab. I think I could do the swab on my own. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you just, you just watch that camera. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. So, um, so what I'm going to do um, is, like I said, I inject into my behind here. I opened a, a swab for you already. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, I'm going to take that alcohol swab. Did you give a trigger warning? Skin. <laughs> uh, yeah, careful, sk careful. skin. Yeah, I'm not showing anything. There's nothing really to see there anymore. Um, anyway. So um, the place where I want to inject is considered the uh, outer upper area of the muscle. So I'm just going to pull this up a little bit more. Okay. So I'm gonna rub that area with the alcohol. Okay. Let it dry for a second. 
All right, I'm going to pull this down. So now I'm going to take the sheath off of that needle and sometimes, and you see this too on TV, you give it a little tap just to make sure that there's no air bubbles. And then I just push up and you won't see this on camera either, but I just do it till a little bit of the estrogen forms at the tip. I know now that there's no air. And if there was a little air bubble, it wouldn't matter. Sometimes there is a little air bubble trapped in there. It's not gonna do anything. So anyway, um, but the air is out. And so now. Careful when you lift your skirt. Okay. You're flashing your front a little. Okay. So try not to. Okay, so here we go. So I'm going to do the outer upper area. So I want to relax this muscle and right there feels pretty good. In it goes and push the vial down. Okay, and out and I take the alcohol swab and I just rub it. Sometimes, fortunately today, there is not a lot of blood. There is just a little drop of blood, so I'm not concerned about that. But sometimes there can be, uh, like you hit a capillary, and there can be a little bit more blood. And so I just kind of give it a little rub there, make sure the estrogen kind of spreads out, does its thing, but uh, voila, that's all there is to it. And so now I'm good for another five days before I have to inject again. And the reason why I do it every five days, some people do once a week. Um, that's easy to remember. Some people do twice a week because uh, that's easy to remember. But with twice a week, you have to do it every 3.5 days. So if you were injecting on a Tuesday night, that would mean that you would inject a Saturday morning and to, to stay consistent. I just do it every five days. Like sometimes I do it in the morning. Sometimes I do it at night. I don't really care doesn't seem to make that much of a difference but every five days because estrogen has a half-life of five days after okay. that point it starts to uh, taper down and so this keeps my level fairly consistent keeps me from having PMS oh. um, or anything you know related to that <laughs> I bet your girlfriend appreciates you not having PMS I'm sure she does I'm sure she does um, <laughs> when you did the shot I was huh? standing behind the camera and two things are going through my mind first was OMG we are seeing behind the curtain because we can see blankets off to the side the things <laughs> that we kind of tried to push out of the camera view and I'm suddenly seeing it and then I'm kind of laughing and then I saw you inject and my mouth just dropped I was like oh like <laughs> Oh, it was just wild. Yeah. I mean, but you did it so easily and proficiently, you know, good for you. And that's important. Mm -hmm. But I still had a little reaction like, oh, ooh. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, some people will uh, do what's called aspirating where they go and they draw back a little bit um, to make sure that they haven't hit a, a vein so that they don't inject it directly into bloodstream oh uh, that would not again it wouldn't cause any problems it's just that your entire injection would go into your bloodstream all at once instead of into the, the muscle slow, and you want the slow release it's like yeah a complex carb you want it to release slowly yes. into the body yes. and not like quick rapid jolt you, of like you, sugar yeah you want a timed release okay but i've done this hundreds of times and i've never once injected into um 
you know, a, a vein. Um, because if I did, then I would get what's called the moans. Where the moans? The moans, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Do tell. You just would feel extremely like... Um, <laughs> the moans. Yeah, you would feel very sensitive. You'd be... Oh, moans in a good way? Yeah. like in Not a, moans in a painful way? No, moans in an orgasmic way? Not in an orgasmic way, no. Um, you you would just feel like very... Um, you, like would, you would cry. You would be crying a lot. You would just feel very sensitive, very emotional. Oh, okay. Um, so there would definitely be, be... turn into moaning Myrtle, <laughs> something like that, but not not in the good way. That's a Harry Potter reference. I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for taking us through that process. I think we are like about at time. Almost. But there's one thing I also want to um, mention that, uh, in addition to. Uh, to, like I said, injecting, some people inject once a week, some people inject twice a week, and that's okay. But what I'll tell people is that after 10 days, your estrogen supplies in your body is pretty much gone. And so it used to be the mandate that doctors would have to do once every two weeks. So I just want to let people know out there, while I'm not a doctor, um, two weeks is generally too long. So if that's a schedule, you may want to talk to your doctor or do your own research as to, you know, what would be a more effective regimen. And then the only other thing that I take is uh, progesterone. And that I take nightly, and it's just a 200 milligram pill. Okay. And so I take that, and, um, you know, that is basically my hormone regimen. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. I learned something, definitely. Yeah. I always learn something when I'm chatting with you. <laughs> Good. So thank you for watching. We appreciate it. I hope you found this informative and interesting and not too provocative. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yes. And thanks. Comment. Yeah. And thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at the Rage episodes. And leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.